and welcome to another edition of the Uncaged Podcast. I'm Dan Hawk, joined by Executive Athletic Director Dustin Smith. We're going to be joined by Head Wrestling Coach Rodney Jones in just a little bit, but right now we're going to talk some basketball with Dustin Smith. Dustin, just tell me about basketball season is finally back here. Man, it's been a... It's been, I don't want to say hibernation, but it's been a little time since obviously our basketball teams have played and the boys were in the finals last year and Coach Wallace trying to get this year going excited about that and Coach Coffey with the with the budding star that he has and Mackenzie Mathurin and just the opportunity that they have. Man, it's an exciting time of the year. The weather cools down, but the, the basketball action heats up and we're excited about that. Both teams on the road last night, both picking up wins. Mackenzie Mathurin will start off with the girls' side. <laughs> Over 40 points. I mean, she had 30 offers coming into the season. She's committed to Nebraska, but just she's going to be the catalyst to that team to keep that engine going. Well, you know, I went up and watched them play in Willard at that tournament, and they played that first day against Harrison, and, and Mackenzie got in some foul trouble early, but still led us in scoring and won that first-round game, and so I got to see that. And then last night she was in the zone and, you know, those basketball players that happens from time to time. And she was really in the zone. I mean, she made nine or, or 10 from three. I can't remember what she made, um, but she was incredibly gifted last night. And just in the zone, you could just see she's the best player on the floor. She's had 28 in the first half and then only played three quarters and had 41 points on the game. So she played in, incredibly well. We scored 80 as a team um, and held Muskogee to 19 points. So they had a beautiful facility, and we were able to come in there. And, and Coach Coach Coffey will tell you, we got a district win, and we were 1-0 in district, and that's the important part. So we got there. A lot of kids contributed. A lot of kids played well, and we were able to win, and that's the important part. I'm glad you brought that up about district play because that's what this is all about. Uh, you know, when you play these games that matter – it, it, the level of excitement is moved up just a little bit more. Well, and that's a change this year that we've seen in basketball because it used to be they'd go off rankings and your non-conference right. and what that looked like. Well, now it's the 14 games in district that really matter, and that's going to seed you in the in the postseason tournament. Well, that game mattered a lot uh, for our girls, and then our boys came out and a little sluggish start at first. Uh, first quarter was good. Second quarter kind of slowed down a little bit, and then third and fourth quarter turned it on and won by nearly 30. When it comes to the boys, it feels like head coach Bill Wallace is still trying to find his guys coming together because they had to replace a lot of dudes that were no longer part of this team as of graduation and so forth. Yeah, and and he's piecing that together, and he's still trying to figure some of that out. But some of those kids had some significant playing time last year, saw some saw the floor for a while. Uh, CJ, the point guard, played. he's been playing since he's a freshman. So um, he knows the floor. He knows what he's doing. And uh, you see the starting lineup. It's still a young group. And it's a young group of guys that got a lot of potential and continue to, to see where that ceiling is going to be for them. But it was big. Go on the road last night with a young squad and be able to come out with an almost 30-point win is pretty impressive for our boys. Season opener coming up this next week with Choctaw uh, for both boys and girls. How special is this to come back inside this field house for the event back at home? Yeah, it's always fun to play at home. Um, and, you know, when obviously district games matter, the boys are playing in Bishop Kelly this weekend for a tournament. Uh, like the girls played at Willard last weekend. So the boys will play in Bishop Kelly this weekend, but the home opener is always a fun time. It's a, it's a neat time to just kind of introduce our fans to who our team is and who our players are and let them see them um, on their home floor. And so <clears throat> we're excited to be back in Tiger Fieldhouse. We're excited for the teams to to kick off their home slate. Uh, there's only seven home games, so you got to make sure you get to this one, and then there's one the 19th, and then we'll start back in January when we're back here uh, for the for the remaining five conference games or district games here. 
So this is a big game. We hope the, the community will come out and support our kids and see a really good product on both the girls and boys side. You know, the biggest takeaway that you kind of brought up was the holiday break. And it's not just for basketball. I mean, we'll be visiting with Coach Jones in a little bit. But just overall, that holiday break, it's it's positive as kids get time to refresh and refuel and whatnot. But it's also kind of a head scratcher for coaches because their kids go away and they still want them to be in basketball shape and wrestling shape and so forth. Yeah, and the winter sports they don't really get Christmas break. I mean, they get a few days, but they also, those two weeks that we're out of school, they're still doing stuff. They're practicing, playing games, they're in tournaments, they're wrestling, whatever, they're swimming, whatever it may be. So the winter sports don't really get a Christmas break. Um, And some of them extend into spring break. You know, they're still playing at that point if they're playing advancing far enough in season. So they don't really get a Christmas break. So the coaches just got to structure things a little bit differently for them. They may get a break from classes, but they're still practicing and they're still doing what they do to try to culminate their season in February and March. Now I've got to ask you personally, when we first started this Uncaged podcast, it's been a while since we put another one out, but how have you transitioned being the new athletic director here at Broken Arrow? Man, I I hope I've done well. I mean, I feel like I've done well and I feel like – I've just fit in and, and let people do what they do. And in my first year, I'm just trying to observe and seeing what we're doing and there's things that we can do differently or things that we can do better. And um, we'll find out when we talk with Coach Jones, I'm sure he'll say the standard is a standard. Mm-hmm. And BA standard, we make no excuses for that. We make no apologies for that. And so I want to come in and continue to carry that forward and not drop that down. So transition-wise has been great just getting to know people, getting to have conversations, develop relationships with people until – and plugging myself and my family into what BA is all about. And it's been a great transition for us. You've been all over the place with your athletic journey. You pinch yourself seeing the facilities that are being constructed here. I mean, eventually the field house will be just the home for basketball. We'll have a brand new wrestling facility. I mean, you sometimes just sit back in your office and go, I'm not at a high school. I'm at a mini college. Well, when I was I, Before I came on here, I had a guy come in from Arkansas that was an AD over there and he wanted to just see what we have and, he kept patting me on the back and just saying, man, you, you are blessed. This is incredible what you have. And <clears throat> we truly do. We have a facility or facilities that are just top notch and the envy of a lot of people. And so for me to be able to, I, I told somebody the other day, I come to work every day smiling just because I'm blessed to be able to be here and be at BA and part of the BA family, because I think this is a phenomenal place with phenomenal people that has phenomenal potential. So I, I smile all the time, and my wife sometimes will look at me like, what are you doing? I'm just like, man, I'm, I can't believe they let me work here and let me be part of this because it's a phenomenal place. Coming up next, we'll be joined by boys wrestling coach Rodney Jones as we dive into the wrestling program that gets set for Ohio on the Uncaged podcast. <laughs> Your side hustle keeps you moving. We'll help you get where you really want to go. <laughs> TTCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance. Tulsa Bone and Joint, Northeast Oklahoma's sports medicine experts. We are pleased to help you and the athletes in your life with a number of surgical and non-surgical options. Tulsa Bone and Joint is proud to serve as team orthopedist for local high schools such as Broken Arrow, Owasso, Sepulpa, Casha Hall, and Bishop Kelly. We're also proud to be team orthopedist for FC Tulsa. Tulsa Bone and Joint, moving life forward. For families who like to build their wealth while staying liquid, we have flexible rate CDs to keep your funds working hard, even when you're not. 
First National Bank of Broken Arrow. The right balance. At Ascension St. John, you'll find advanced heart care, brain and spine care, and personalized cancer care. And we excel just as much in the things that can't be measured. Listening more closely, caring more compassionately. Life happens in a hurry. Our money experts will help you keep up. TTCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance. And welcome back to the Uncage Podcast, episode number two. We're joined by athletic director, executive athletic director, Dustin Smith, and head wrestling coach, Rodney Jones. Coach, big win over Stillwater. I know it's been a little bit since then, but just tell me about the makeup of this team and how excited you are with this crew. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, we started in the right direction, obviously, uh, have real tough competition right off the, you know, right out, right out of the gates with Stillwater, but we're looking at it, you know, and we, we didn't talk as much about Stillwater when we just talked about the date and that was our first opportunity to get to compete and excited about this team, excited for the opportunity, uh, this season to see what they can do. Uh, got a, got a good group of, of guys, um, kind of a mixture of, old guys coming back and some new guys trying to make a name for themselves. And absolutely that, that win against Stillwater uh, was, was a step in the right direction. Well, coach, you talk about, <clears throat> we, we visited before we got on here about the, the national rankings and, and BA being in those for the first time in three years. And just the honor that that is to be considered in that group. And then you, you can look, you can say we looked up at the date of Stillwater, but you know, Historically, what Stillwater has been and defending state champions and getting an opportunity to go and, and wrestle and senior kids succeed in a way that they did at their place. Um, you got you to gotta be thrilled with how that started. No, ab absolutely thrilled um, and absolutely, you know, knew exactly what we were getting into when we went to Stillwater and um, feeling good about it going into it, knowing who we, you know, who we had in the lineup and, and knowing what kind of lineup they could probably put probably put together. Um, one way of looking at it is they've won the last three dual meets in a row. And so it's good to uh, kind of reverse that and, and, and get on the winning side, which uh, historically we don't, we don't lose three duels in a row to, mm -hmm. to, to most anybody. And uh, they've had a really, really good program and they've had a really, really good teams here in the past few years. And so, and, and they have a really, really good team this year. So coming out of the gates and, and looking towards that level of competition and having that level of competition to prepare for really, really helped us out. And, and I think our guys kind of stepped up and, and, and kind of put their foot down and let people know that uh, maybe we haven't been to the level that we're used to being in the past few years. And, and it's good to uh, start the season out the way that we did and also get the recognition nationally, uh, which we're used to. And what, what I value most is we are our own standard. We're not comparing ourselves to Stillwater. We're not comparing ourselves to Edmund North or whoever it may be. It's what BA's standard is, and we want to uphold that. And you're wanting to get back to that spot where you said the last couple of years we haven't been to where our standard is, but you feel like this group is a, a group of kids that can get us to where our standard is is back to where it's supposed to be. 100%. Headed in the right direction. Um, since 1998, the wrestling program has won 20 state championships. <clears throat> you know, that's, that's, you know, second to none to anybody in the area. And obviously, 
we have a standard that 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 we're trying to live up to. You know, it started back with Coach Dunlap and you know Coach Allen and Coach Jones, Sean Jones, and then, and then now you know where I'm at as far as the head in the head coaching position. But just trying to live up to that standard. And uh, there's a lot of good programs out there right now. There's a lot of good teams out there. Um, but one of the things that we, we try to focus on is what we can control, and what we can control is just just staying consistent, mm-hmm. staying consistent. Uh, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, we've we've had a few years here, you know, we're not finishing, you know, quite where we like to finish or where we're used to finishing, but it doesn't mean we we abandon the process. And you know, we're we're going to stick to what we do. We're going to be consistent in what we do. And you know, like I said, from 1998 to now, we've won 20 state championships. There's no other program. Uh, in the state, especially in 6A, that that can say that they've done that. Right. You know, so as long as we kind of stick to what we usually do and, and, and how we do things, uh, you know, things come and go. And, and right now, I think we're kind of uh, headed in the right direction and headed back to where we want to be, especially uh, when it comes to the end of the year. Now, I want to go back to media day. You know, I talked with the boys in the facility, and they get the feeling like, you know, this is it on this facility. They know the new building that's coming in, but especially for the seniors. I mean, this is their last chance at, you know, a a championship and whatnot. And you got Ironman coming up. We're going to dive into a little bit about what that means heading to Ohio, but just kind of closing out this chapter in this facility because the guys want to definitely raise one more banner before they get out of that facility. That's always the expectations. The expectations is always to try to take the group of guys that you have, the team that you have, and to make that team the best that they can be. And when you're at Broken Arrow, when you take that group of guys and you make that group of guys the best they can be sometimes or most of the time usually ends up with a championship and so that's always the expectation and so going into this season we don't lower our expectations we don't change our expectations the expectations are the same although you know fully knowledgeable of what's out there and, and, and who's out there and things like that it doesn't change what we do from a, on a day-to-day basis and it doesn't change the expectations of the guys yeah they definitely want to continue the tradition of broken arrow wrestling well coach Wrestling is a mono mono. It's one versus one. You're not out there. I mean, I know there's a team, and and you don't win dual state by beating Stillwater in in November. I mean, you're looking forward to February, obviously, and trying to build towards that point. And when state is, um, <clears throat> talk about the mindset of a kid going into a match, knowing that it's me against him, but I've got to do my part for the. 12 or 13 other guys that are here to, in order for the team to be successful, I've got to do my part. So talk about that mentality of one-on-one and just winning your match and controlling, as you said earlier, controlling what you can control. You can't control what the heavyweight's going to do if you're wrestling at one, 156 or whatever it may be. You sure. can't control what, what that outcome is, but you can control your controllable, which is your match. So talk about that one-on-one mindset that you have to have as a wrestler. Wrestling is an extremely unique sport. Uh Obviously, you've got 14, uh, 14 weights uh, on a team, and they all 14 have to be at different weight classes. So that, that makes, it, makes it pretty pretty challenging, but that's wrestling. Uh, and everyone understands that if they do their job and worry about what they have to do in their individual matchups, and then they're going to do what's best for the team and, and the ultimately in, in the outcome of the, of the entire uh, dual meet. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's issues that are, are challenges for each uh, individual to get himself ready and, and probably try to block out what else is going on with the other 13 uh, individual matchups. But, 
you know, they've grown they've grown up in wrestling and they, they know how to do that and, and, and they understand how the process of getting ready for their individual matches. But when it when it get, comes down to it is you need all those guys. Right. You, you you need all those guys to train. You need the other guys that are that are not on the varsity fourteen in the room training with you. So maybe not so much in those individual matchups do you have that team aspect as far as a teammate can't run out there in the middle of the mat and help you score a takedown. You've got to do it all by yourself. But a teammate can absolutely help you improve in your skills and your techniques and your training inside the wrestling room. So it's definitely unique. Uh, but these guys all have a whole lot of experience and, and they've been a part of it for a long time, so they know how to handle it. Well, one one question I want to I want to dive into just a little bit. The mentality is what the mentality is, and you've got those fourteen guys. So take a look at it from a coach's perspective. You don't have those fourteen all out there at one time, right? So each kid is unique, each kid is different, and so how you communicate to those kids is different. Like how someone's going to respond may be different. This one may need a pat on the back. This one may need a hey, I'm expecting better out of you. How how is that for you to have to adjust per match as a coach to be able to to connect to that kid? Talking to each kid individually and building a relationship with each kid individually, you kind of know what makes them tick and, and and what they need to get going. And, and you're right, some kids need a, a kick in the butt, some 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 kids need a rub on the back, mm -hmm. you know, and encouragement. And you develop that over the season and, and maybe some trial and error, you know, maybe some failure in there at some points. Maybe you're too hard on them and they don't perform or you're too easy on them and they don't perform. Um, you kind of go through that and you kind of learn that throughout the season. Um, but for the most part, as a coach and, and understanding all of the different dynamics that go into a dual meet, uh, you know, Believe it or not, the coin flip at the beginning of the match mm -hmm. can be important. Right. You know, I mean, you choose odd or you choose even. Who puts out first? Who who does uh, certain things during the match? That could, it could come down to who wins the coin flip. So you understand that as a coach. The, the wrestlers probably not as much, but as a coaching staff, those are things that we discuss and we talk about. And I think you know most importantly in any competition, especially with high school students, is that if as long as you as you keep your emotions under control and you, and you, and you keep yourself uh, calm and focused, uh, they'll follow suit and they'll, they'll look towards you. Now, if you're ranting and raving and cussing at the referee and, and causing, you know, uh, turmoil on the bench, then they're probably going to get a little bit uh, anxious or nervous or anything like that. So the best thing to do, especially in, in, in intense competitions, is, is try to keep your emotions in check. Yeah. Now, you guys are heading to Ohio bright and early tomorrow morning. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different teams in this, teams that you normally don't face. It's going to give you a real test of where your squad is at before we dive into the season and, you know, conference and everything. Break it all down for me. What's it like going on a road, especially a long road trip all the way to Ohio? It's good for, for a lot of reasons. Uh, you know, it gives kids, it gives our guys something to really, to really look forward to, to really train for. They know the level of competition that they're getting ready to get into. Uh, so it's kind of kind of getting their feet wet and, 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 and not taking their time, but just completely diving into the deep end and, and going after it. Um, the competition is, is, is in, like I was talking before, is it's gotten tougher over the years. I was doing a little uh, research on or watching a little video last night on, on our on our uh, video platform, and we have videos all the way back to 2000, 2009, 
And we've been going to this tournament for, for a long time. It's been a staple mm-hmm. uh, on our schedule, and it doesn't change. And uh, so our kids, we have guys that have been there before and they've experienced it before, and they understand the level of competition. So I think it kind of gets them going in the season a little bit sooner as far as that level of competition. And it, it all has a purpose. And, and, and the purpose right now is to get these guys in really good competitions uh, so they know what it's going to take at the end of the year when they find themselves in a, in a, in a really good match uh, at the state tournament. Maybe it's a semifinal match or it's a placing round match. And that's the kind of competition that they're going to be in. So the more we can take them to these events and they can get used to that, then, you know, like we, we like to say, they will be battle tested. And when we get to that point, it won't be anything new to them. They've been there, done that before. So when I wrestled back in the day, I wrestled at 101 back in the day uh, when they that was a weight class. A weight. Um, but it used to be you'd start with the lightweight and you'd wrestle. Heavyweight would culminate the end, the the evening. That's not necessarily the case anymore. So explain <laughs> to our listeners a little bit how the process goes into selecting who wrestles when and what weight class goes up and then <clears throat> the strategy from a coach of, Hey, we don't have to. We can forfeit this match because you got to think about points. You know, you don't. May, you may not necessarily need the points for this match, so you start thinking about the outcome overall. But talk about the strategy that goes into the coaching side of things when you don't start with your lightest weight and then with the heavyweight. You may start at two fifteen or whatever it may be. That may be the first match when usually that was. Back in the day, that used to be the, the last one. Yeah. <clears throat> Once again, a lot of factors and a lot of things are in play in in a dual meet competition, uh, and one of those is the is the random draw. Now, if two coaches agree that you know I'm I'm kind of a traditionalist, I like to start at the at the lightest weight yep. and, and and with the uh, the biggest weight, uh, especially if I see no strategical advantage of maybe having a blind draw, and you see that. Most of the time during the regular seasons, both coaches will agree to kind of do traditional start at the, the lightest weight and end with the heavyweight. Now at the dual state championships, that is a that is a random draw. It'll be two different. Well, this year it'll be a one day tournament, so it'll be a, you know you start at one weight and they'll draw it, and then it determines what the the last weight. And that does play into your strategy when it comes down to um, who you put on the mat against what opponent you put on the mat. There. There's times that you may take uh, one wrestler in weight class X and decide that he may be better off against their opponent in the other weight class. And so you may either insert somebody else in that weight class or you could forfeit that weight class uh, and bump, you know, wrestler up to get a better uh, matchup or, you know, for, for the team. And all those, you know, that happens 14 times during a dual meet. And, mm-hmm. and, and usually um, – it is determined by the starting what weight you start at. Well, and the reason I ask that question is because the the random person that may just come watch that doesn't have a wrestling understanding right. doesn't understand that a coach is there's a strategy as part of that. Um, not that it necessarily may change who you put out there, but it may change what class you put them in. Uh, obviously, you can't put a heavyweight in in the lightest weight. I mean, they're stuck in their spot. But you may bump a two fifteen pounder up or two thirty five, whatever it is. In Arkansas, is two fifteen and then heavyweight. And I don't know if Oklahoma is that same same weight distribution, but you may bump up the 215-pounder to wrestle heavyweight because it's a better matchup for them or whatever it may be. 
<clears throat> but there is a strategy that goes into it. It's not just coach, not just sitting over there on the sideline, hanging out, uh, just <laughs> keeping a score. He's actually got a strategy to that. And I wanted to make sure people understood that there's a lot more to it than just guys going out there and wrestling. I think, I think so. And, and for, you know, the person that doesn't know a whole lot about wrestling, I think it would be challenging for them to walk into a high school dual meet and to appreciate all those little nuances that are going mm -hmm. on. But living in the state of Oklahoma and being tradition rich wrestling state, um, I think majority of the people kind of understand the scoring system, the takedown, the points, the match points, the dual points. Um, but when it you, when it comes down to what your play is going to be strategically, you keep that pretty close right. to the chest. Uh, and, and and then, believe it or not, you, you you watch that coin flip at the beginning of the match where the where the captains go out there in the center mm -hmm. and the referee flips a coin, and you're kind of like thinking, oh, that really doesn't mean anything. Well, it, it can mean either winning or losing the duel, depending on the outcome of that coin flip. Well, in full transparency, Coach Jones and I don't talk before a match to say right. what's your strategy. <laughs> I mean, I let him do his thing and let him coach. I mean, he's been ultra successful, and he knows what he's doing. But me just going to observe, I can just go and I'll see kind of behind the scenes of thought strategy, process and yeah. just see, okay, I see why he's doing that. But some people may go to a match and not have any idea and just say, okay, he's just throwing people out there. Well, there's a strategy into that process. And Coach Jones and I will never sit down and say, okay, why are you doing that? Right. Because that's not – I mean, that's his job and that's what he's going to do, and he's been successful at it. But I think it's important for people that, that are listening or watching that understand that there's a lot more to it than just putting a kid out there on a mat. 100%. Coach Jones, we appreciate you stopping by on this episode of Uncaged with head coach Rodney Jones, the Broken Arrow Tigers wrestling program. I want to thank athletic director Dustin Smith for joining me as well. Until next time, go Tigers.